I don't believe in free speech. I don't believe in free speech. I can't stand what they teach. I don't believe in free speech. I can't stand what they teach. I can't stand what they preach. I don't believe in free speech. Well, there's this funny thing that I saw this morning um, that one of my Facebook friends from back home had shared. Um, and it's an event in Asheville called the Asheville Snuggle Party. Um, so Asheville. <laughs> a very Asheville, as Asheville as you get. And at first I was like, this isn't, this can't be a real thing. But it is. And there's so many great little gems if you look at the event page. Um, for starters, it was actually last week. So. So it was on the seventh. I guess it might have already happened. For the Zoomers, this is like this is like might as well be like five years ago. Seriously. That's so last week. I was like, so last week. So basically, um, this is a it's an event um that was downtown Asheville called the Asheville Snuggle Party. And in perfect Asheville fashion, they have a sliding pay scale for, you know, the tickets because everybody has to be included. It's very inclusive. So general admission is $45 for people who have an abundance of money. We encourage you to pay at the top of the pay scale to help offset the cost of those who cannot afford this event. $45 for a snuggle party? Well, is it like, well, that's for the people who have an abundance of right. money. So, is this so then like, there's a bunch of sliding scale tickets that range from $40 to $20. And then there's a pre-approved scholarship ticket. <laughs> if you need a scholarship ticket, please ask. And then there's a pre-approved I'm on a work, snuggle scholarship. There's a work trade ticket. Work like a bargaining, like a, like a barter yeah. thing or something. That's free. This, this is like a, such a like socialist nightmare down there. So the details are, I'll read, I'm going to read you the description of this, this um, event. This is a non-sexual touch-based event that invites participants to explore platonic intimacy in a safe environment. This will be an indoor unmasked event. Do not attend if you or someone you are physically close with is sick. That, you know... My very first, as soon as you said the phrase snuggle party, my immediately my very first thought was, you just know these fuckers are going to be all about the like no touch emphasis. And it may sound like I'm saying like, hey, if you go to a snuggle party, it's okay to feel everybody up. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is like, give me a fucking break there's this whole what is with your generation right it's like it's i mean like the this, picture like, of the people the, are they're mostly your generation people talk about, <laughs> the people in the picture my generation's fucked too yeah but it's like but it's like every <sighs> jesus christ but like mine i'm like the tail end of gen x and then you have millennials who are let's not even get started and then zoomers it's just i, I don't even know what to say anymore <laughs> but like this is a whole concept of like, like I hear, I hear people talking about like their, their like their snuggle friends. Their, you know, the whole idea is like this is something that's like higher. It's more wholesome. It's, it's more wholesome. This is, it's not about. Don't debase it by making it about sexuality. It's, it's they, they literally have just, have just stated that it's about physical touch. It's a, fi- right. but it's not sexual. It's not sexual. So they, like who's well, the fucking Puritans here? You with know. The- <laughs> With the description, they reiterate this is a non-sexual touch-based event that invites participants to explore platonic intimacy with like-minded people in an environment that upholds personal boundaries and respect through a supportive framework of mutual agreements that maximize safety and create a space of easy openness and compassionate connection. God, the, the like, like, where do they get this fucking vocab? You know, it's it just sounds exactly How like, many like words it's like, it's like out of a fucking sentence? HR department in, a, in, a, in an administration and an in a, in, a, in, a, in a university. Like, who, you know, like where where are they even? This is just turning turning into such a goddamn like a brave new world nightmare where we've we've got at this point. At this event, you know? we have the chance to normalize touch and intimacy with clear boundaries. This is a space for respectful, consent-based touch. We allow ourselves to be seen. We have fun. We get our what touch f- needs met. We welcome people of all backgrounds, genders, ethnicities, economic statuses, races, spiritual or religious beliefs, oh, sizes, and ages. My. But then it says 18 plus. 
yeah, they have to do that, I guess. That's their their caveat. But why do they have to do that? Why does it have to be 18? I mean, they're going way out of their way to make sure that everybody knows it's not. If it's not about that, then what's the problem? Get some kids in there. Let's throw some five-year-olds in there. How about some babies? So I mean, what six... difference is it? Old people, babies? Like they, Is it sexual or is it not? Is it inappropriate or is it not? Why can't you be there if you're like 15? What's the problem? Yeah. I mean, maybe that would be a great... I wish I had them on here to ask them that and push them on that. Like, what's the problem, guys? Because you recognize there's potential for this and that or what? I mean, like, this, this just is just sounds... like pathetic people who need to pay people to touch them. This That's, just that, aren't you like... literally just paying people? Like, if I go to the snuggle point, am I just, I'm just paying people to touch me because I can't get anybody to touch me? I don't get enough touch enough. Uh, I don't get enough touch therapy in my relationship, or I can't get a girlfriend to touch me. This so I'm gonna like go my pay people, nightmare. pay people to touch me. But let's pretend like it's something else. It's a, it's like a nap buddy. Like, oh, let's let's be adults who are going to go home and like, let's just go home and sleep naked together, but we won't do anything wrong. And that way we won't, you know, we won't, we won't hook up. And that way we're not doing anything wrong. Like maybe these people need to just step back and examine their, their, their hangups. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying, hey, let go of your hangups. What I'm saying is like, maybe you have sexual hangups for a reason. You know, I mean, there's just these, these sound like some repressed, desperate, Fuckers to me is what it sounds like. Well, they make so there's six ground rules, the rules of cuddling, as these they call are them. Such fascists, like all these rules and stuff. Jesus. Number one rule: clothes stay on for the whole event. I think that makes sense. I would think that would be kind of self-evident. Yeah. Yeah. Rule number two: you do not have to touch anyone at this event. Although I'm not sure why you would buy a forty-five dollar ticket if you didn't want to. Touch I just like to watch. Somebody. Yeah. I just like to watch the snuggle pile. <laughs> the rule number Don't look at me. <laughs> rule number three is you must ask you must ask permission and receive a verbal yes before you touch anyone. I want Please to be punch specific in, the in face, your whoever wrote this. in your requests. God, this is so ugh, it's so this is a this is a dystopian nightmare. Rule number four, if you feel a yes, say yes. If you feel a no, say no. If you're a maybe, say no. You can always change your mind. Infants. Question number, or rule number five. Get your facilitator if you have a question or concern. <laughs> or if you need assistance with anything during the event. There's a snuggle party six, facilitator. Number this six. Is so pathetic. Talking, laughing, silence, silliness, stillness, and crying are welcome. Oh my god. So then it's like why cuddle? They go they move on, you know, in case you're not sold on this event already. I'm not sure why you why you wouldn't be. Uh. See, why cuddle? <laughs> Touch is a basic human need and many of us do not get enough. Most people don't even know they are missing touch or have a way to ask for touch without sexualizing it. We believe deeply in the power of touch and the importance of communication and consent in creating a safe space for touch. Cuddling with strangers sounds weird or scary to most people. Will I like it? What if someone wants to touch me and I don't want to? What if I say yes and it's not what I want? What if I really want to touch someone and they say no? These are all normal questions. <laughs> the answer is that this is a space created to ask for exactly what you want and receive nothing you don't want. Many people start to get nervous at cuddle events. Most are really, really glad they came. This reminds me of that digisexual thing. Oh, right? that tech, that um, that app that we talked about. Yeah, and this new kind of breed of people who consider themselves like 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 being a digisexual is like a valid identity. Like I can't, I'm incapable of like healthy human interaction. So I I like to um, jack off while like talking to somebody. You know, on like through Zoom or something like like I, you know, I mean that's like that's not no that's not like a valid thing, really. I mean, if that's your thing, okay, but like don't try to fucking normalize it as a political ideology. I don't even know how to respond. You know, it's just so it's so pathetic, and just this whole it's very disturbing contemporary trend of just like normalizing and validating increasingly dysfunctional, antisocial, narcissistic behavior. And under the guise of being like communal, like spirit, community, wholeness, 
health, wellness. Mm-hmm. Like this, this whole thing, this whole thing is about is about practicing healthy boundaries to normalize healthy boundaries to get people to understand how to touch without sexualizing it. Because all you fucking guys out there who keep sexualizing it, don't you know? Didn't you get the memo that sex is wrong and all your sexual impulses are terrible and evil? Jesus Christ! I mean. Somebody could just pop in on this podcast right there and go, what's this guy talking about? You know, mm-hmm. like, cause it sounds like, yes, it sounds like you're just like, I'm not saying that like, you know, obviously I'm not saying like, if you just let your sexuality go rampant, I'm not the, that guy at all. I mean, I believe in, you know, social constraints. We're living in a society here. We have to control, uh, we have to control and repress our impulses, but I'm all for like understanding that that's what we're doing, you know, and not trying to pass it off like a a new world order of 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 healthy sexual repression. Mm-hmm. You know? It's the thing is that it's this totally America is the most sexually repressed, puritanical and at the same time hypersexualized, deviant, fucking derelict just over sex, you know, like just, yeah, I mean, it's like it's it's the land of basically it's like if all the Puritans were just like cracked out on the Kardashians and Internet porn, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it does those two things just don't work together and trying to make them work, trying to make them go together mentally is going to is causing a lot of just mental illness basically like these two things just don't jive and but we're going to make them go together you know and a lot of this stuff that, that that passes for sexual liberation is actually just looking a lot like sexual repression I, I, yeah i mean we're sort of just laughing at this at, at that at this point and it's absolutely ridiculous but i just wanted to go through some more of the details because they are just so at 6.45, you arrive with snacks to share. You get comfortable meat, mingle, and snack. And then at 7.05, there's a welcome circle, which is mandatory. At the welcome circle, they set our container, talk about personal boundaries, communication, and consent. The mandatory welcome center. That's a, that is like straight <laughs> welcome out of, circle. Oh, the man! Sorry, the the mandatory welcome circle. Yeah, that is just straight out of like a dystopian novel. Mm-hmm. You know. So then at seven fifteen, there are icebreakers and connective activities, and then by eight o'clock, you're into open cuddling. Once again, they reiterate: you must ask and get a verbal yes before touching or cuddling with anybody at the, at this event. If you're not sure how to do this, great. We'll talk about it during the welcome circle. And then at 11 o'clock, they have the closing circle, the cleanup, and you head home. Cleanup. I don't want to know what they mean by cleanup, but (laughs) something. So then they have some etiquette rules at the bottom. The first one is to arrive on time. It's important that all participants arrive before the welcome circle. The welcome circle centers the purpose of creating the safe space for consensual, non-sexual touch between participants and making sure that everyone is informed about consent. Please be free of strong scents. Many folks would rather not be close with someone who smells of cigarettes, perfume, or essential oils. Your clean self is a good smell. I'm telling you right now, it's Asheville, North Carolina. It's not going to smell good in that room. (laughs) Your Those clean the, self in Asheville, North Carolina, is like not oh, I put on smell. I put on some lime, like a fresh lime, as deodorant. I'm good to go yeah. for the next. I month. haven't showered in three weeks. And then the last one is be sober. Please do not drink or smoke before or at this event. So then they have a list of things to bring. Please bring a personal water bottle and snacks to share. A friend, a date, whatever cuddle accessories you like. The only thing that you are required to bring is a clean and sober you. We take individual and group safety very seriously. If you experience, see, or know that one of our participants is not safe to be at a touch-based event, we want to know about it. We're committed to doing the best to create a safe environment, which means that if someone is causing harm, that person is not welcome here. That includes harm that takes place outside of our events. We stand behind survivors and know that some of our participants are here to heal from touch-based trauma. These people are just, they're just, they're just, they, you know, they're not artists. They're not writers. They can't create anything. So instead they just create, they just create their own trauma narratives. 
You know, I mean, they're just writing their own their own amazing story with them at the center as Jesus Christ. You know, I mean, just martyring themselves on what? No Dicks, idea. I think. Then they have a little note you know? at the bottom, and they say these events are not gender balanced. Click here for more information about this decision. They're not gender, and balanced. then it takes you to their website. Why I don't gender balance events. I am no longer gender balancing, aiming for an equal number of male and female identified participants at my event. The goal of my cuddle event is to meet basic touch needs and increase emotional intimacy and connection among participants. I've learned that the people who show up for the event originally almost always create a wonderfully diverse and dynamic group. Therefore, I am no longer going to spend time altering what is probably an excellent assortment of humans simply to meet the idea that there needs to be some sort of balance. Gender balancing is complex because it assumes that all people identify as either male or female. In most events, we have participants who are transgender, non-binary, gender fluid, and gender non-conforming. Also, we always have participants that are not heterosexual. I realize that in an attempt to help cisgender heterosexual participants feel comfortable, I've unintentionally created discomfort for some people. It is possible that there will be more people who identify as male, female, or neither at an event, and that this is okay. It has always worked out that participants find people to connect and snuggle with. I'm going to throw up reading this. At events, <laughs> participants often... At events, participants often break up into triads or larger groups and realize that a warm, friendly touch is welcoming and safe, and it might not matter who the touch is coming from. I have a question. So do you, like, you go to this party and you go up and you proposition people for a snuggle because you have to ask. So you go, oh, I want to snuggle with her. And you go, hey, can I snuggle with you? Like, why do you think... A person, person A is choosing person B. They're going like, all right, where's the, you know, where's the lesbians in here? Where's the, where's the gay guys? Where's the, where's the, uh, you know, I mean, do you, do you really think that you're not picking people because you like their vibe and that has nothing to do with whether or not they're attractive? Exactly. And it's, it's, to it's you so. On whatever level. I don't even just mean physically. I don't even mean like, I don't mean like the thinnest girl or whatever. What I mean is like they're attractive to you on some level that you don't even have to understand it's called being attracted like it's not a, it's not an empirically like sensible thing right but that's why you're picking people you're picking the you're, you don't pick like you probably don't go up i mean I, I let me tell you exactly how this goes okay this is what happens the guy who shows up with like the dreads who's been like living under a bridge and hasn't taken a shower in three weeks and looks like a, a like a looks like a sex pervert like, nobody goes up to him and says, you know, hey, do you want to snuggle? But he goes up to you, right? So he shows up, and he's the one approaching people and doing the snuggle, and everybody's like, yeah, okay. And then later, that girl goes home and goes, yeah, you know, there was this real creepy guy there, and he, you know, I could tell that he was sexualizing the situation. I mean, Jesus, can you, I mean, I'm sure that's not going to happen, right? I mean, that's so predictable, Right. Like, and, and if you feel creeped on by somebody, is he actually creeping on you? Or is he just, like, does he just, is he just creepy? You know what I mean? And what does that mean anyway to creep on? I mean, what you're showing up to do is to literally, like, spoon some fucking chick who you don't know. Mm -hmm. So, like, at what point does it become sexualizing? What if you get, like, so if you get an erection, are you sexualizing it? Are you in trouble? Because that's not really your fault. And so, or do you, do, do these women actually think that it is his fault if that happens? Do they think well, he's probably. like, well, if you, weren't, if you weren't sexualizing the situation, then you wouldn't be getting a boner. Well, that's, right. that's not actually true. I mean, I, I know all you girls think that you're guys, but you're not. So you don't actually know how dicks work. Just hate to, hate to break it to you. Well, there's, there's the, the <laughs> person, whoever the person is behind these events is like, it doesn't seem like they even get their own like what they're trying to get out of it because they keep saying like oh it's not these are non-sexualized events blah 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 can you imagine what a nightmare this woman is i mean i don't know who wrote this i'm assuming this is a woman well it's so then right. she goes on to say this like i recognize that some participants may feel uncertain about attending an event where there's an uneven where an uneven distribution of a specific gender or sexuality people is not guaranteed I invite you to step out of your comfort zone and explore possibilities. Perhaps there will be more people who identify as the gender and sexuality that you are seeking to connect with. Perhaps you will discover that you enjoy safe connection with people of your gender or of a different gender. Who does this so, fucking 
woman thinks she you is. You literally say, I gotta, like, we got to find out who this it is. It doesn't. <sighs> I, I'm saying woman, probably trans, uh, because part of the woke nightmare squad, but um, female. I mean, biologically female. I would bet you a million dollars if I had any more than a hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so this is a whole thing. Um, like it's uh I what a nightmare though. I mean what a nightmare world we have created at this point. I this mean, sounds what, like the know? kind of thing that you like it sounds like some of the stuff that she offers makes sense and should be done in private, like a therapy type thing, like touch therapy as in like one on one you're dealing with it. This is the kind of woman who, this is the kind of woman who you're, you know, you're in a relationship with or you're married to or whatever and she just suddenly starts cheating on you but you can't call it cheating because she gives you this like super sophisticated like academic political bullshit about like why you're actually pressing her if you don't let her go fuck other people. You know, that's Mm -hmm. the kind of woman this is. I've known this kind of women. They're they're nightmares. It's just like you're, you're just, it's a pathological narcissism. I'm so glad you're not one of these women. Can you imagine? It's like, I'm going to go to this snuggle party. And then like your significant other is like, what the fuck? And and you're like, (laughs) and you feel like that your partner has no right to get upset about this. This is not a sexual situation. You're sexualizing it. I'm going to a platonic. Here, read the thing. You see, it's not about sex because the pamphlet says so. So if you think it's about sex, then you're sexualizing it. Just like wearing your bra and panties out to the bar and saying that you're not sexualizing yourself. You're not objectifying yourself. You're just wearing what makes you feel good about yourself. And then if anybody else checks you out, they're sexualizing it. They're subjecting you to their predatory gaze. I mean, and it's their fucking gets, problem. This just gets worse and worse. Uh, like this is sounds... where it comes from is shit like that. The first time yeah. anybody said anything like that, the first time somebody tried to like go out to a bar in their panties and say that... Everybody else was like assaulting them and sexualizing them with their gaze because I'm just wearing clothes and you're sexualizing it. We should have just put that person like on a on a like put them on a box car and send them to some like some island. Just get them the fuck out of here. And instead, we were like, "Wow, that kind of makes sense." And here we are. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, it just sounds like total. Like I could understand how uh-huh. very for very specific people who have very specific problems. You sound like poly people. Too. This could like, go, just be, go be poly. Go live on a farm. Well, I get like how it could be helpful, but this whole the fact that it's in Asheville makes me go. And also, note to on self, the don't about move to page, it literally says that it takes place in a private home two miles north of downtown Asheville. The home is private. However, it is a co-working household used 24-7 by people of all sorts of jobs, professions, and lifestyles. So it's like you're doing it out of like an apartment. It's like like going to somebody's house. Yeah, so you're going to somebody's house, but to like, yeah, I mean, it just sounds like a, I mean, it just sounds like a really dressed up, jazzed up version of just people doing what they want to do, which is like, let's get together the idea is that it's in a sober, it's in a sober drug-free situation with a lot of rules laid down. Yeah, your which therapist means will never offer advice. They will be happy happy to offer reflective. Therapist? Yeah, they're a touch therapist. Your therapist they're will touch, never. They're not fucking therapists. They're just they're just kids. They're kids who don't know shit about they shit. They will never offer advice. They will be happy to offer reflective listening. You can't just call yourself a therapist. You know, the intention of a session is for you to feel seen, heard, accepted, calm, relaxed and at ease. If the weather is warm and dry, sessions can take place outside in the yard or in a public park downtown. If you prefer to enjoy the sunshine while being held. How would anybody be able to relax in a setting like this? It sounds like it's like it's like a snuggle party hosted by fucking Hitler. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's just like, you know, it's like, okay, everybody, you know. Everybody relax and have a good time. Here's a hundred rules. And if anybody steps out of line and we're watching you, we're watching you, we're watching right. you. There's well, like literally facilitators stay. walking around in circles looking for like what? For boners? What are they looking for? You know, like if somebody's hand, I mean, Jesus Christ, every guy that goes there must be terrified that his hand is actually going to like slip and touch somebody's hip. And then she's going to blow a whistle on him. They do say we welcome clients of all ages, genders, body sizes, and backgrounds. We believe that all people are worthy of touch and we do not discriminate. And they go on to say like some clients are wid- widowers or who, who have recently gone through a divorce. Other clients are caregivers who need to feel cared for. We have had clients who are in relationships and want another outlet for receiving touch. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Bitch. 
Yeah, I mean, exactly, you know. How long has Hold Me Asheville been around? The woman's name Too is long. Ishka. Ishka has been cuddling friends for her entire adulthood and holding clients professionally since 2014. (laughs) The official name and web web page for Hold Me Asheville was created in 2015 as a way of reaching more clients and clearly explaining what services are being offered. Yeah, you know, I would say just to step back for a second to try to be, I think I've made my feelings about this clear, but, you know, just to try to like, you know, throw Ishka a little bone here. She probably feels assaulted by that phrase. If she she heard has it. training <laughs> certifications in continuing education in massage therapy, therapeutic touch, and ethics of touch listening, psychological, psychology, anthropology, death and dying, facilitation, conflict res- resolution, authentic relating, and co-counseling. Wait, these are what? These are certifications in this? From where? Is this like a yoga thing? Training slash certifications slash continuing education. Oh, and it's all lumped together. So she can just say she has training in anything. And it could be training from from was it I mean, is this is this the same as like your touch therapists who who have worked as but they're not actually therapists? You're training from your friend Bill who taught you how to like uh how to touch his dick without sexualizing the situation. Does that count? She's volunteered with Our Voice, which is Asheville's like rape prevention nonprofit. Um, and she's volunteered to offer hugs and foot rubs in an assisted living facility. She's not like, it's not like she went to like, she doesn't have like a fucking master's degree in like snuggling. So I was going to say to step back, you know, to step back and give Ishka like a, a a break here, I think this woman is probably, you know, again, she's probably coming from a good place. She's probably coming from like a place that she thinks makes sense. I know I, pl- I have plenty of hippie friends who probably would think like, I don't know, this, this sounds cool, man. It sounds like a, that can be really healing. And, you know, I get it. At the, I think it's it's actually very problematic in a lot of ways. But at the very least, it's just completely pathetic. It's just like this is where we've come to as a society here, you know, where our lives are so shallow, we're so cut off from other people, you know, that we, <laughs> you know, we're gonna go to a, go pay forty five dollars to go to some hippie lady's house and and get to snuggle with some other people because we're so alone or because we're not even alone, but we just don't know how to derive meaning from our personal relationships anymore. There's plenty of people out there who are like in relationships and they can't talk to their partners, but then they go shut themselves in the other room and go online and talk to total fucking strangers. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean like, you know, they, you know, they've got somebody who loves them and is trying, sitting there trying to talk to them and they're like, I don't want to talk about it. You know, and then they immediately go start making just they go get on Twitter or whatever and start making start start making like self-pitying bullshit tweets or taking pictures of themselves in their underwear and putting it online so that they can get like a bunch of strangers to tell them they're an incredible person and how brave and strong they are. Because if their partner tells them, it doesn't fucking mean anything. Oh, I know. And that's the kind of that all the time. (laughs) That's the kind of world that we're living in at this point. And so I want to step back and go, ah, Ishka, she's all right. She's just doing her little thing. It's just like a hippie thing. This is just the sort of modern equivalent of, you know, whatever the fucking hippies were doing 50 years ago. But it's like lay-ins, I think. It's just, yeah, I mean, it's not like they made up. It's just like, also, by the way, you poly people, you didn't make it up, you know? Right. I mean, I can understand why some people feel like, well, I don't think monogamy is a good idea. I think it limits people. I think it holds us back and it's not healthy actually ultimately. So I'm going to choose to not do that with my life. Okay, but don't make it this like this superior ideology and try to go around educating everybody. You know, like I'm the dumb fuck because I'm monogamous and I just like I'm so repressed. Right. You know, I guess luckily, like if you if you're in a relationship with the kind of person who would be like, oh, Friday night I'm going to Ishka's snuggle party, like you're probably either going together because you both are into that type of thing. Like I couldn't imagine like a a couple like us 
Like one of us just being like, yeah, I'm going to go going to this like. Well, we would never go to that anyway. No, we, we totally wouldn't. But like, it seems yeah. like the kind of like it, people probably are not having the problem where like, oh, my God, my partner wants to go to this thing. Like they're probably already both on board with the type of thing. But the thing is, I've known people, for example, who. Or at least they're trying to pretend like they are. I've known women. I'm talking about women here. I've known women who decide they want to be poly. Their partner isn't on board. And then their partner goes through all this all this doubt and pressure because the whole world is telling him that it's his problem, that his wife wants to fucking cheat on him. But it's his problem because she's like had an awakening and he can't get with the program, you know? Right. And I say that it's women doing that because if men do that, we know what to call that. That's the funny thing is that all along, since the dawn of time, women have been telling men that they have to grow the fuck up and let shit go. And like a man lusting after his secretary when he's married is the most pathetic thing in the world. We've been demonizing that asshole forever, right? That that trope of, you know, happily married man decides he needs something more. Think about it. How many times, how many movies have you seen recently where the storyline is like a woman decides she needs something more. That's always going to be characterized as that she has the heroic, she's brave enough to go get it. She wants something and she's brave enough to go get it and she's brave enough to walk away from her repressive life with her husband and her fucking kids. Mm -hmm. But there's no way to tell that story about a man doing that without demonizing him. We're not going to make a story about, about, um, I mean, we were just talking about that with Baby, Remember where like yeah. her backstory is she's with this horribly abusive man and so she ends up cheating on him with a woman and falling in love with her and running away and leaving him with a baby. You know, she she abandons her husband and her child because he deserves it because he's an asshole. Right? Mm -hmm. But like there is no way to make that movie about a man. Do you think it's because men don't have horribly abusive wives? Is that what you think? Because if you think that, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. But that is what most people think now. It's not the same, though. I mean, we all know men are the ones who are really abusive, though. I mean, women, you know, and if, even if a woman is shitty to her husband, I'm sure he deserves it. He, I'm sure he's just like, she's, she's like that because she's crying out and repressed and nobody listens to her. It's never going to be her fault. And you can't tell the story of a man who's got, you know, a wife who won't stop fucking yelling at him, you know? And so he gets sick of it and starts fucking his 20-year-old secretary and bails on his wife and his kids, you know? We've told that story before, but that's not the good guy. He's not supposed to be doing that. He's yeah. not the hero for doing that. And so I'm just saying, like, <laughs> realizing what the narrative is here, right? So anyway, that sounds like it's like a huge digression. But the yeah. point is, the point, right, it's, but the point is like those kind of, that sort of thing, I have known women who do that, like married women who suddenly are just like, suddenly they have, they, they, they take like two lovers all of a sudden, right? And they're like, and all of a sudden they're making Facebook posts about how, well, my husband is still my primary. Ugh. But, you know, but like, I also have Bill and James over here too. And my husband's okay. I mean, it was a struggle for us. You know, we had to communicate a lot. And But he really is trying to understand my needs. Can you imagine I'm making posts about how I have this this wife who like, who does all this, you know, she's taking care of my kids and I'm fucking like three other women and she's, I, and she's, she's in therapy. My wife is in therapy to try to understand how to better support me and understand my needs. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that shit? Yeah. So to all you women out there doing this, fuck you, you know? I mean, hey, if you have a husband who actually just wants to be fucking other women, so he's on board, then cool. Cause that's what polyamory is. It's, it's like this shit is working out great for men like that, you know? Oh, you want you you want to bring your friend Jill over and we start having threesomes? That's cool. I support your needs. I just want to help you, baby. I mean, I just if this is something you need, <laughs> and then she's like, "No, I was thinking about bringing my friend Bill over," and he's like, "Yeah, I don't know about that." <laughs> you know, so gross. So anyway, so when is it? Are we going down? When's the next snuggle party? Are we going to roll down there? It depends. Do we want to go to the? <laughs> The platonic one or an evening of sensual snuggles? Wait, wait, whoa! There's an evening of sensual snuggles yeah. now? What the fuck? Now it's like all that stuff's out the window? The next one is October 21st. Wait, sensual snuggles? 
How is how is that on the table after everything this chick just said? Because it's a different event. The point is, you know what you're in store for. What's the next one? Like 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 anal rogering. <laughs> What's the next one? Next one is like uh, is is like sexual snuggles. Is that the next one? Well, the whole thing she just said about everything having to be like the whole point of the event is to help people understand how to snuggle without sexualizing it. And right. now we're going to have a sensual snuggle night? Yeah. What's that for? That's different. Just it's to for... help people? Is that a different person doing that? No, it's still her. So now she's helping people learn how to snuggle sensually? We already know how to do that. Well, So you're just paying people to touch you now is what it is. You're like these sexual creepos who go and get massages and like and and think they're going to get a happy ending because they've fucking they're pathetic and they've seen too many movies. She says... I believe that all humans need affection, touch, belonging, and connection. We need these things almost as much as we need food, water, and sunlight. Unfortunately, we live in a world where the simple joy of sharing physical contact with another human being is fraught with fear, doubt, and distrust. As a society, we simply don't have that many ways to collectively embrace our intimate, sensual, erotic selves in a healthy and life-giving way. In the places where sexuality, sensuality does show up, it is often expressed in unhealthy ways that do not include the heart, mind, and soul, making the simple joy of, of safely sharing intimate physical contact with another human being something that is rare and hard to find. There are many good reasons to keep ourselves protected and separate from other people, and there are many good reasons to overcome those obstacles. <laughs> this is <it's> so gross. <laughs> <laughs> I think what is really, you know, what's really disturbing about this to me, first of all, there's so much to say. I mean, first of all, we have created this world, these, this, this world of constant fear and paranoia that we live in. A lot of that is the result of a sort of self-created like feedback loop we're stuck in. You're just walking around thinking everybody you see is a fucking rapist. Everybody you see is a rapist. Every time you go anywhere, you're going to get raped. You're going to get attacked. Mm -hmm. You know? I mean, we, we are raising women to believe that they are in, like, way more danger. And why is that? You know? Is it because, oh, rape is exaggerated. But that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that if you absolutely refuse to teach women that if they control their boundaries, they will be exponentially safer. That's just a fact. You keep getting date raped at 3.30 in the morning at frat houses when you're blackout drunk and hanging out with strangers in a sexualized situation, and then you stop going to those things and you stop getting date raped. Does that mean it was okay for you to get raped? No. But does it mean you wouldn't have got raped if you wouldn't have put yourself in a stupid situation? Yes. It actually does mean that. And that's completely disallowed to say that but it's fucking true and everybody knows it's true but nobody can admit it to themselves anymore and we refuse to teach girls that it's it's exactly like refusing to teach sex ed because we only say we will, we will only teach them abstinence and some kids like look i'm already having sex i need to know how to do this safely and they're like the only answer is all i can say is the only safe way is to not do it so everybody just gets stds and gets pregnant yeah you know that's what's going on with with uh, self-defense, like forbidding women to learn self-defense and, and, and just refusing to accept and admit that like a woman's behavior has anything to do with what happens to her out there. So as a result, if you believe like all these, nobody's doing anything and everybody just keeps getting date raped all the time and it's just a fucking nightmare out there. You know, like people didn't feel like this not that long ago. Some crazy paranoia going on around here. A, okay, and two, <laughs> I love that I was A, and two, wh what a disturbing sort of like, go see a fucking psychotherapist lady, and the that, that yeah. pin is going to be flying on that pad. The whole idea of like sexuality is so obviously like this fucking thing she's just trying to put in that drawer yeah you know like there's 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 all kinds of assumptions about like sexuality <laughs> just being bad which i get that don't get me wrong at this it's it's classic this is what i was talking about before this is clearly somebody's like you repressing sex as this always bad toxic dangerous thing that's just full of terrible potential but at the same time you're insisting 
on the idea that, that a healthy society would be one where everybody just like lays around in a fucking naked pile together all the time. I think she's just a so sex they, pervert. Yeah. I mean, basically, that's what these people always end up being. You yeah. Know? I mean, just like cult leaders always end up being pedophiles, you know? Yeah. I mean, or they just end up like, oh, oh, it turns out he just wanted to like have a harem of women. Like, who doesn't? I mean, myself excluded, of course. But every other man I've ever known, that's what you want. Like, you just, oh, it turns out you just wanted to have like a pile of 15-year-old girls to have sex with. No way. You know? I mean, that's what it always ends up being. And (laughs) I think, and, and and, and every like super progressive like these women out there they're they're just they're like this they're the sex perverts they're like they're like guys they're sex perverts but they have to come up with like you know you can't it's like you can't what what is it even how do you make my my sex pervert tendencies artsy so that they'll be accepted how do i make how do yeah how do i take my sex perversions and make them artsy i don't want to commit to anybody i just want to do whatever i want to do and i want to fuck whoever i want to fuck and i want to just i don't want to be hassled yeah and if i change my mind i'm going to change my mind shut up don't bother me about it you know but it's all everything i do is correct because i can pull out this fucking woke card at any second and just trump everybody around me yeah and she says on this page like who should not attend there's a brief list of like people that should not attend these this is the sensual snuggle party the oh, first one on the list good. is people who are only looking for a sex party. Except that's literally what it is. She goes on down the what first. Is it? If it's not, a, that's what it Seriously, is. Seriously, so I mean, I understand if it's this. like you can't actually, you can't actually like touch anybody sexually. Well, like, listen you can, to this. Like, okay. I can understand <laughs> having a line like you can't stick your hands on somebody's pants or something. Okay, but the 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 top agreement is number one: everyone keeps their pants on. Our intention is that this is a time and place for sensuality, not sexuality. The object is to enjoy one another without trying to build our sensual sexual energy towards orgasm. It is not about trying to get someone off. It's about enjoying being aroused, delighted, and connected and letting that be enough. That sounds really frustrating. And if you find yourself (laughs) wanting more than that, great. We encourage you to enjoy that wanting. Delight in being... Take it outside, buddy. Delight in being turned on. Do it. There's a dumpster out back. Sit with it. You'll fit right in. Savor it for the whole party, but don't act on it there. Number so two. what if you actually have like an accident in your pants? <laughs> I mean, that's, are they going to, I hope they wouldn't shame that poor guy, you know, know. or girl. The second rule is we take care of ourselves and each other. Don't ask well, for anything sexual. you don't want to do. If I take care of you, will you take care of me? Do and ask for <laughs> what you want. Accept yummy offers. We take care of each other, but not with our hands. That Check in with yourself end. and others regularly. Always ask for and receive verbal consent. Say yes if you want if to what you want and what feels good. Say Jesus. no to what you don't How, want and what feel, doesn't feel wouldn't good. Wouldn't you feel like such a pathetic asshole if you show up to this thing? First of all, you're paying to get some attention from people. You're paying to have people mm-hmm. touch you. You're paying to be allowed to touch you. You're paying just to be able – a lot of guys would pay just to be able to be that close to a fairly attractive girl because no other way in their life is that ever going to happen. Yeah. You know? And so – um, you know, and then, and then you're going to go and you're going to sit here and you're going to like be watched and monitored and you have to keep asking some middle-aged crone if it's okay, if your sexuality works this way and that way. Yeah. Jesus. So the, the, the best. croning ceremony. The croning ceremony. Let the croning seriously. ceremony begin. Here's 40 rules. Hey, you, you're doing it wrong. Hey, you, you're, I mean, and, and who the fuck are you? Yeah. You're just some fucking hippie chick who's like bossing everybody around. The, so she says um, the fourth rule of this is everything is experimental and it is okay to be uncomfortable as long as we are safe. Okay, listen to this. Trying something new is sometimes uncomfortable. You don't have to know what you're going to want ahead of time. You can change your mind as many times as you want. Follow your authentic yes and authentic no in each moment. Celebrate others doing those, the same. Phrases are gonna make the me only way up. to grow is to get out of your comfort zone. <laughs> But don't grow in your pants. That's the rules. <sighs> grow out of your comfort zone, not out of your Levi's. Um, so the next one that they're having, in case anybody wants to go. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather, there's this funny meme, like 
I think it's a TikTok that's going around now and it's like this sound clip and you use it and it's like this man saying like, I would rather sit on a hot grill than, and then it's like whatever you would, <laughs> would do. So mine is, I would rather sit on a hot grill than go to this sensual snuggle thing because the one on October 21st is having a sleepover option. This event is slightly different. We will have a closing circle as usual, but you may stay till 10 a.m. the next morning. Participants may leave at any point. We will uphold the same boundaries slash guidelines all night. If you plan to stay over, please bring whatever you need for a good night's sleep. How is that not sensual and sexual? Like, oh, I'm going to... Sorry, I'm going to this event where I'm going to snuggle with people from the hours of 6.45 to... 10 p.m. and then I'm gonna sleep over with all of them in some giant pile of sweaty, gross, smelly Ashvillians. You know, yeah, exactly. It's it's it really is. Um, like this is the sort of thing that you would encounter in a dystopian novel, right? The difference is that in the dystopian novel, like okay, here's the future. It's a nightmare. People are completely alienated from each other. They're completely cut off from their emotions. They've had to repress everything, blah, blah, blah. The state controls everything. It's always like this communist nightmare, totalitarian thing or whatever. But the difference is that it's always like in these books like 1984 or something, it's always like there's this institution. It's institutionally repressive, Mm -hmm. you know, and institutionally controlled and so like love is institutionally controlled and blah 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 and that is happening more and more and more where instant at the institutional level universities and you know uh and law schools and hospitals and everything it's like institutionally enforcing some of this stuff which is very scary but it's also like on this level like with this snuggle party nightmare (laughs) you know it really is okay it's not institutional it's like just it's like these, but these kind of people are everywhere, right? I mean, but it's the same sort of dystopian thing, though. It's the same sort of nightmare where essentially the, the question is, why are any of the things that are being offered by this woman things that you should have to go get somewhere else? Why should you need help? Right. Why do you need interference from other individuals, the state or your school. It's the same reason. It's like, for example, over the 20th century, you know, parenting became something that was done by not just the parents anymore, but it was split. The parental responsibility was split with the schools, right? So more and more and more, things that used to be family responsibilities are now socialized, institutionalized, right? Where it's now, you're, all these things are being done by, it's your schools and your extracurriculars and the Boy Scouts and your sports and all these kind of things. And this is who's raising your kids, right? It's all these things. And your values are all coming not from your parents or your little village, but yeah. from all these institutions, right. right? And, you know, you need touch. So you're going out to like a formal... Like you're taking lessons on touch. You're taking lessons on intimacy. You're going to couples counseling to try to like couples going to counseling with somebody who has a master's degree and probably is only a psychiatrist in the first place because they have fucking mental problems. You know, I mean, the people that I've known who have actually gone in and become therapists have been the craziest bitches. (laughs) Those are the ones I mean, it's like a joke. It's like you meet some fucking crazy psychopath and then at the end of the episode, they like, what do you do anyway, Bill? And they go, oh, I'm an air traffic controller. Yeah. You know, and they're like a like total alcoholic or whatever. It's like that kind of joke. These are really the kind of people you meet. It's just like this crazy bitch. You're like, I got to get away from this. This girl is crazy. She's like a crazy, drunken drug addict. Uh, like just like, fucking nymphomaniac or something and then you find out that she's like a th- she's a sex therapist every time <laughs> sounds like i'm making that up not making that up you know this is the thing is that your kids you know you're 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 going to there's an institution for everything we can't do anything for ourselves or by ourselves anymore we don't know how to do anything anymore and we don't even realize that we should know how to do anything We are so used to this like therapy culture now that we think, you know, if you're having a problem in your relationship, the healthy thing to do is to go to couples therapy. 
And at the very core of all of it is the complete destruction of the idea of like self-reliance. You know, if you have a problem, you need to admit that you need help. You have to realize the first step is to realize you can't do it alone. You can't <laughs> solve this yourself. But you can. And, and a man who's, who refuses to get help is just that, a man who refuses to get help. He's not working on it himself because we all know because this has been drilled into our fucking heads. A hundred years ago, they, everybody didn't know that you can't solve your problems by yourself. Everybody would have thought you were, you were, there was something wrong with you. If you said like, obviously my wife and I can't figure this out together. Obviously we need this guy who just got a master's degree from like online somewhere <laughs> to help us figure this out. We need to go talk about our sex lives with this counselor. And half the time, as we also know, that that therapy is completely biased. Everything is just so institutionalized at this point. We have just accepted that something like a snuggle party. Oh, God, it's so gross. It's so gross. And we've just sort of accepted that it makes sense. And we've forgotten. You know, this is so off the wall that people are like, you know, people, I bet a lot of people listening to this would probably like laugh and think this does sound all fucked up. But yeah. like, they, but you don't think that like your couple's therapy session is all fucked up. You don't think the fact that you don't really raise your kids, your the school raises your kids. Your kids are getting all of their values from their woke kindergarten teacher. Well, I plan on homeschooling our kids. How could you not at this point? And I don't think that we would ever go to couples therapy because we're perfect. But well, I there's mean, that. I mean, that helps us. You know, we're lucky in that. Way. Yeah, we're we're probably gonna end this podcast and go snuggle and watch a movie like we do every single night. <laughs> I really don't need to pay some some hippie crone to teach me how to snuggle with with, with my wife. Complete strangers. With also. a complete with a fucking stranger. And if I wanted, if I wanted to go to a party and snuggle with a bunch of people, I would divorce you. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, as you would divorce me. Partly because you're you're not so brainwashed by this bullshit that you would fall for something like that. Let me tell you, ladies, if your husband wants to go to a snuggle party and he tries to give you this bullshit about, oh, but I snuggle with guys, too, and I snuggle with, it's not just the hot chicks, I snuggle with some fat ones, too, or whatever. <laughs> of course, he wouldn't say it that way because he's he's with it. He's woke. Let me tell you, it's bullshit, okay? I mean, What body... you're trying to do, you're paying so that you can go and snuggle up to some chick with a nice little, a nice little bottom, you know? I mean, That's what you're trying to do. And it's pathetic. What are you, five years old? If I was... Get some goddamn social skills. <laughs> Learn some social skills. Pull it together. If anybody is going to a snuggle party, if you have ever been or are planning to attend a snuggle party, this is a PSA. So, okay, so we gotta, we gotta get out of here because we're gonna, we gotta get down to Asheville for this snuggle party. So let's, uh, let's get in the car right now. Let's roll! Let's go right now. Let's go right now.